Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with me today. I am so excited to go on a journey with you to encourage you to take the journey, the journey of your own life, the journey that you are already on to embrace it, to take it up and to really, really thrive in what you're doing. There are so many opportunities in our lives and often the worst of all of it isn't that we miss them, it's that we don't take advantage of them. We don't see the opportunity, cease it, and really go for it with this journey that is life. We end up finding ourselves at some point later going, oh man, I wish I would have. And so today we're going to talk about some things, some great authors that have been through some stuff, and ways that they took the journey in their own life as well as giving you some suggestions and some things that you can do to help you take the journey as well. Really, when it comes to thriving, the number one thing is really, truly understanding that we only get one chance at things, and we have to seize the opportunity of this moment to take the journey, to take up the standard, the banner, if you will, of our own lives and really truly decide we are going to succeed. I know you can do it. I believe in you completely. You absolutely have the talent, the capability, and the ability to not only take on the journey of your own life, but to be a victor, to be more than a conqueror in all that you do as you stretch yourself you embrace the things that come up in your life and you live each and every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Got a lot of great content here for you. So we're going to jump right into our first commercial and then straight into our first new international best-selling author guest as we all come together, take the journey and learn how to be a thriving entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Even though you can't see him there, we've got exciting stuff happening today. <laughs> hey, Matt, welcome back. Uh, join me in welcoming Matt Krupp. Hey, hey, hey what's up? Today? Great, Steve. 
Thanks for letting me here. I had to shut the door because the dogs get noisy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my little dog will probably come running in the middle of this. So today is the marketing launch for your book. It's been out for a couple of years, but the marketing launch of your book, God's Got This. Um, yes. Tell us, first of all, a little bit just about who you are and how you show up in the world. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, uh, again, my name is Matt Crump, and I am a coach, consultant, and uh, content creator, um, janitor, window washer, toilet cleaner. I mean, whatever. You know, I do all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but my story uh, starts back when I was about 13 years old, decided that I wasn't happy with life and wanted to commit suicide, put a plastic bag over my head, wrapped it with tape. And within a matter of moments, I started to black out and had the whole feeling I couldn't breathe. And started getting a little painful and I, I ripped that plastic bag right off my head. I realized that, that I wasn't that I didn't want to live. I just didn't want to live the way I was living. I didn't I wasn't something to change. Fast forward a few years, I ended up becoming a, a he heavy drug user and alcohol and uh, joined the military. And then I flipped from heavy user to addict while in the military, oddly enough. And uh, within a matter of, uh, I'd probably say within my first year in the military, I was able to meet a fellow who, uh, who, um, and I, this guy and I got stuck on guard duty one time uh, in the middle of the desert alone. I was the crazy, cr crazy guy, life of the party, has all the beer parties, the world, the whirlpool sauna club, you know, all that kind of stuff, and uh, drug addict. And this guy was the Christian in the unit. And um, he ended up being a former drug dealer and drug addict uh, in another state. So here I am alone with this guy for a week. He starts talking to me about Jesus. And uh, it was a lot to take in. I was very, very intrigued. I knew that there was something I needed, just didn't know what it was or who. Didn't give my life to Christ there. But uh, within a matter of another couple of days, we went back out and we're getting ready for a mission. And uh, I am the guy who's literally had a mountaintop experience. Uh, I wrote a note to him. He came to see me. He said, let's go, because I felt like, Nothing else in my life was working. I'll try this Jesus thing. So we went to the top of the mountain. And uh, as we're looking down at our tanks and all the people, those little tiny tanks look like matchbox cars at that point. Um, it was it was a full moon. Uh, there were a billion stars in the sky. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. And we stood literally where this moonbeam was pointing down to where we stood. We joined hands and prayed, and I gave my life to Christ there. So I literally had mountaintop experience. I was instantaneously delivered from all my issues with drug addiction, alcoholism, girl stuff. I mean, all that kind of thing changed permanently for my life and haven't looked back since. Not perfect, but uh, I definitely have had, had Christ in my life. Fast forward a little bit further down the road, further, maybe 20-some plus years, uh, in 2011, I was diagnosed with uh, melanoma cancer. I uh, was stage two, went through a couple of surgeries, and within a period of a year, they'd said, okay, you're, you're good to go. Go back home, and we think you're good. Well, 2015 rolls around. I'm on stage, getting ready to sing. I started coughing, coughing up blood. I'm like, what in the world? Never coughed up blood before. Um, so after that, I went to the doc the next day. They checked me out. They said, oh, yeah, we found a spot in your lung. You've got uh, bronchitis, so we're going to go ahead and give you a Z pack for a week and we'll see at the end of the week. I go back to the end of the week. My friend who uh, who actually runs the clinic was there, PA, and he said, let me check this out. He looked at the x-ray and he goes, hey, Matt, I think you need to call Duke back. I said, for for what? Pneumonia? Bronchi? What's going on? He says, no, I think the cancer's back. He was right. At that point, I was stage four cancer. The spot on my lung wasn't bronchitis. It was cancer. But it started in my adrenal gland, my kidney wall area by my muscle area by my leg, uh, and it traveled to my lung and uh, started treatments, going through therapies. And then within a matter of a uh, couple of months from that point, uh, it traveled to my brain and I was medevaced to, um, to Duke to have emergency brain surgery. I was bleeding, bleeding brain tumor, uh, which would have killed me within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, so during all this time of my fight with cancer, uh, which has been ongoing for 10 years now, uh, my last brain surgery was in 2020, just last year. And um, I, I was with a friend of mine and he said, you know, hey, there's this one thing, man. I just know God's got this. And I thought, yeah, God's got this. And it just really stuck with me that I was thinking, you know, I don't need to keep this. 
I don't want it. <laughs> so I'd rather God's got this than Matt's got this. And uh, that's when I started this hashtag God's got this thing. And it really just blew up online and it created uh, so many opportunities for me to share my story with other people and for them to share theirs with others, which led into the opportunity to create this book that uh, goes through a bit of my life and quite a few illustrations and stories uh, to show people how not only can I just say God's got this, but how do you really apply that into your own life and understand what that means? Uh, got a tool at the end of the book called God's Got This Moments. It's a tool that you can take by looking through those stories and finding what that application might be for your own life. It might spur a, a thought process or, or a memory that you've had that you can process through this tool in the book and find out what your, your God's Got This Moment is. And uh, that's what created this start for this whole thing called God's Got This. And eventually we'll write other books that will we'll lean into like God's Got This Parenting or God's Got This Podcast. I don't know. We'll do whatever. I mean, it'll be some fun stuff. But uh, that's where it all started. And uh, we just keep on marching. And I just have to continue to believe even through my life now, although I've had a better diagnosis recently, um, I still have to trust that God's got this in, in many areas of my life. And I'm excited to be able to share that with other people. So now I'm going to ask you the most, the most fair question of all. What's your favorite part of the book? It's kind of like asking you, what's your favorite kid? But uh, what is your favorite part of the book? Um, the favorite part of my book is, um, well, I'm a very passionate historian. I love history and I love love feeling like you're part of history. And uh, for a period of my life, I was able to live in Berlin, Germany. And I was there when the wall was up and when it came down, I was in the military. And my my unit commander, the commanding general, um, his name was um, was Shacknow. His last name was Shacknow, General Shacknow. So he was actually a Holocaust survivor. He was a Jew Holocaust survivor who's got tattoo on his arm after he escaped a, a concentration camp when he was a child. It's a whole story with his life. But when he escaped a concentration camp, um, he was eventually, uh, it, was, it was a Russian uh, area. The Russians were coming. He escaped. He was able to get into uh, uh, an area where some Americans found him. He was brought to the United States and he turned his life around uh, and was able to join the military, the United States Army, he was one of the first Green Berets in the United States military. He rose in his ranks quickly. He was an amazing soldier. And then in the midst of his time, for all the, all the duty stations he'd been, all the great accomplishments he'd had in his life, he was then assigned the commanding general of Berlin Brigade, the exact city and town that was trying to kill him. Many of his family members, including his parents, were killed in the Holocaust. Um, and now he commands that unit in Berlin, totally amazing. And I had the very huge pleasure and honor to speak with my commanding general. Um, and I interviewed him in person in his home in part of this book. In one of the chapters, I go into that time that I spent with General Shack now. And um, what's interesting is I was the, the last person to ever do anything like that. Uh, within a matter of six or eight months after that interview, um, he passed away, um, which really broke my heart because I he, he's an amazing, amazing hero, an amazing man. And I could tell you stories that, that would go much longer than we have time for here. But um, that's probably there's a lot of great things in that book that I love. But the one that's like really powerful to me, uh, besides, you know, a, an experience with Jesus Christ is. I got to sit down with my commanding general from Berlin, this amazing man who's been through so many things in his life. Um, and I was the, the last person to be able to have any type of formal interview with him and record that inside of this book. That is so cool. Did he, did he get to see the wall come down before he passed? Oh, yes, he did. He was there, too. He was there when it came down, which was a big deal, right? It was a huge, big deal. And to know that he was there, it was amazing. And as a matter of fact, uh, we'd had a lot of a lot of interesting missions that I can't talk about going back and forth from the east to the west. Um, but uh, as he would go through to uh, meet with the 
the folks in the east, the Russians or the the, um, the eastern uh, German military, the communist side, um, he would go back and forth periodically to do meetings and try to work some things out. Uh, some of them were known, some of them unknown, right? But he always carried a notebook with him, a specific notebook. And um, and I knew he had this thing. It was like a brown leather notebook, and it had our Berlin symbol that was on, on the thing as unified forces. And uh, when I was with him that 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 meeting, he said, well, hang on a second. And he, he brought that thing in there. He brought that notebook and showed it to me. He says, this, I took this everywhere with me on every mission I was ever on in Berlin. Um, all the ones that I went to that were secret, top secret. I met with the president of the United States. This was with me. I wrote notes with him. This was a, a, an amazing thing I took with me. And he gave it to me. I have it at my house. Yeah, it was... Wow amazing to get when this man handed this to me i couldn't believe that he was handing it to me um still can't believe it i have it so yeah just a powerful powerful thing he he never wanted to tell his story he was not big on talking about the past in his life um he was not a christian he was actually an atheist um he said that you know sometimes during well he didn't say sometimes he said during the holocaust period of time there was one of two things would happen you were either a believer in God or you lost all faith in him. And he said, unfortunately for me, I lost all faith. And he's never, he never turned back, unfortunately, uh, which is really disappointing for me to hear that, to know that, you know, but um, uh, he was just uh, so amazing. My point was, is that there's one person that hounded him for a period of time to tell his story. And he finally agreed to a few years ago, he, he told his entire story from his childhood through his his adult life and uh that book is now available for purchase uh, online which is amazing story amazing there's no doubt it should be a movie sometime in the near future but it's a great great book and um i'm not a, a huge reader i like to read but you know i like i like big letters and lots of pictures i can handle that pretty good <laughs> but uh you know this book didn't matter what it was the, the story was so powerful and so engaging uh, you just can't stop reading. It's an amazing book. So people, of course, need to get the book. It is available today for free. I'm going to pop the link in right now for people who didn't see it in the description so that they can uh, get the book for free. Um, for somebody who doesn't get the book for free, well, slap on the wrist, first of all. But secondarily, what is one thing that they could do to begin to see how God's got this in their own life? Yeah, I think the first place is that you have to realize that that you don't. Um, we we tend to hold on to some things in life. We tend to have some worry or anxiety. Of course, there's scriptures about that for sure too. Uh, but there's sometimes there's things that are really hard to get to let go of, like maybe stage four cancer, and you're told you're going to die. It's a tough tough pill to swallow, and it's really hard to understand how you could relieve yourself of that of that weight. And um, I've been able to do that. And I think the first step without with or without my book, of course, my book, I think would be even more helpful to do that. Um, but the first place you have to come to grips in is say, I, I must trust him with this. And and when you give it to God, that means you don't have it anymore. And if you don't have it anymore, then in theory, God's got this. Right. So that's why I feel like it's important to say, I can at least say, I want to surrender this thing. I want to give this thing to you. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it in my life. So God, I need you to take this and I trust you with it. So, so I can say, God's got this, right? That's that proclamation and uh, a memory to yourself to say, don't go back to God and say, oh, by the way, can I have that back? No, no, no. Cause God's got this, <laughs> not Matt's got this. God's got this, right? Absolutely. I know we could do a whole nother series on just quit taking it back. <laughs> yes, no doubt. That might be another book. Don't take it back. <laughs> so leave us with a few words of encouragement as we end off things here today. Yes, sir. Thank you. I think that um, through some of the things I just shared with you, uh, the one thing that I needed the most, especially during my battle with cancer, not to mention all the other stories you'll find in the book, um, is is hope. And I think hope is is essential to have in our lives, essential to know that you have in your life, 
to know that you know that you know that it's available to you and you 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 have it. Um, so I want you to understand that there is a hope, um, that there is a way. Um, it just comes to a place of surrender and and trust and faith. And if you are willing to give that up and you're willing to believe uh, one in God and two in yourself, because you're an incredible person, you you were made by design. Uh, and the Bible actually says that design was fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Could you imagine God, the creator of the universe, was fearful, fearfully and wonderfully made was you. He made you, knit you together in, this, in your mother's womb perfectly. Um, so you have high value, very high value. And to know that you can, if God believes in you, I mean, if God believes in you, then you should believe in you too. Um, so that step first is to believe in yourself, believe in him, and, and use that hope, that gift that's given to you to have something to hold on to, to believe in your own life. You could say, you know what? I have hope. I have hope that God's got this, that my bills will get paid, that the disease will be gone, that my family situation will be healed, that fill in the blank. I, you have hope and a purpose, and you can know that there's one who loves you so much um, that he'll take it and he's got it. and He'll work it out. Might not be exactly the timing you want, um, but it will work out. You got to get the book God's Got This by Matt Crump. Um, you can get it today if you're listening live for free. Um, if not, get it anyway. The link is in the post. Matt, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you so much. I encourage you to take up the standard today in your own life of saying God's got this, of learning to release to whatever your higher power is, the ability, the need to be in control of everything and realize that God's got you, that there is more than we can ever imagine available for us and that it all works together for our good so that we can live as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. In the first segment, we were talking about embracing the fact that in the journey of our life, as we take the journey... God's got this. Learning how to allow him to lead and guide us versus having to have to take care of everything ourselves, which is most definitely a much better and easier way to live. Let's jump into our next best-selling author and see what more we can learn about how we can take the journey of our own life. All right, another exciting book launch happening today. I'm so excited to bring to you the author of Love's Pursuit, Join me in welcoming D.B. Marshall. Hey, D.B., how you doing today? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Today is an exciting day for us. Yeah, absolutely. So first, tell us just a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Who I am? <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time for that. So uh, basically, when people ask me who I am, my name is uh, D.B. Marshall. First name is Damia, and I am a universal servant. And so all of my life, 
you know, growing up, I've just been helping people, serving communities and making sure I put my best foot forward. So if I had to explain who I am in a nutshell, I would I would just definitely say a universal servant. All right. And the book is called Love's Pursuit. Um, you know, it's yourself and a couple other people's stories in it. Tell us a little bit about how the book came about. Yeah, so um, the book is entitled Love Pursuit Journey to Wellness. So believe it or not, it initially started as a collaborative um, book with someone else. And so that didn't work out. And so I had a half a book. <laughs> and so I was sitting down writing this half a book. And eventually something kind of came to mind. I always say God, spirit, you know, everybody have their um, spiritual walk and, you know, that higher source that they kind of tap into. So I just call mine God. And, and so with that said, something came to me and said, you know what, don't do this thing by yourself. It was a collaborative um, project before and continue to make it this. And so what I did was I reached out to six other entrepreneurs and they're small businesses. And I said, look, I'm writing this book. I want to put you in it. All you have to do is just tell your journey to wellness story, where you used to be and where you are today to inspire people. It, you know, you don't have to give me anything but a story. It won't cost you anything. I will pay for the whole completely pro the whole um, project. I just want you to be a part of it. And that's how it was birthed. That is so awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about the intention of the book and what it's about. Um, yeah, so the book is about really encouraging individuals to change negative thoughts and mindsets into something more positive so we can have these positive outcomes, right? And so we know in life, we just go through a lot of twists and turns. We're challenged every single day. We're challenged at work. We're challenged in our marriages and relationships. You know, we are challenged with our kids and in, in, in different aspects of community. We're challenged in church. And so this book actually take a look at how can we better ourselves, you know, tap into that emotional wellness, occupational wellness, spiritual wellness, soulful wellness, physical wellness. And it takes you through this journey on how these entrepreneurs just went through the worst of the worst and found them themselves and found their resilience to actually come up out of the mess. I like to call it the mess, come up out of the mess and become something that they truly wanted to manifest in their lives. I wish they did. It's a very transformative book. It has a lot of, I mean, it goes deep with some people, some yeah. you know, loss and some grief and yeah. uh, some really personal things. I was really impressed with how real and raw people were in the book. Yeah. Um, shout out to my team. Um, I love them all to death and thank you for contributing to the project. And so before I approached them with this, I asked them, did they have an issue with being genuine and raw? And I also said to them, only share what you want to share. You know, I don't want to take you across a threshold in which it will cause some type of trauma, right? Because anytime we experience any type of abuse, it's a form of trauma. And so we talk about depression. We talk about um, child molestation. We talk about relationship trauma, divorce, you know, um, church hurt, people that have been destroyed and attacked in the church, we also talked about what that means for us as an individual. It's a heartbreak because oftentimes we are our own worst critic. And so therefore we actually harm ourselves. We don't get a blade and kind of cut our wrist like some people do it. But when you do emotional self-harm or cognitive self-harm, in my opinion, just my opinion, I think it is the same as you getting a blade and literally cutting yourself because you were playing those thoughts in your head every single day. Well, and often those cuts emotionally and mentally are way worse than just a physical slash. I mean, at least in most cases. <laughs> yeah, look, look, I agree. I always tell people emotional abuse to me, to me, again, I'm not trying to, you know, tell people one is better or worse than the other. But to me, I think people can heal um, from physical abuse faster than emotional abuse. That's, that's just me. Hmm. I believe that's true. Um, the names of the other people that are in the book, can you say their names? Yeah, so we have Jennifer Williams, who's covering emotional wellness. After that, we have Rashad Terry, he covers creative wellness. Then we have Edward Drake II, he covers occupational wellness. We have James Tarbert, James C. Tarbert, he covers physical wellness. Then we have um, Jules Shaw, who covers soul wellness. Then we have um, Caleb, 
Perry, who covers the last one, which is spiritual wellness. What an awesome group. Uh, yeah. You didn't cover in there, though. What do you cover? Oh, I, I forgot. About so technically, I don't cover an aspect of the wellness. I cover them all. So each, if you, you know, if you followed us on the book tour, each wellness has a color. They were appointed a color. And so I supposedly supposed to be the rainbow that covers everything. So I just talk about little things. I give you bits and pieces of my life. But in addition to that, we always start the, I call them parts. They're not, I don't call them chapters. I call them parts. But we start that particular part off with an affirmation. So the book is set up that before you even read the context, we want you to affirm who you are as an individual. So when you affirm who you are, then you start traveling with us. In the book, you then come to a place where you run into what I call a practice tool where you can kind of chat, where we challenge your thought process just to make sure you're somewhat on the right track on your journey to wellness. Now I'm going to drop the uh, link for people that didn't catch it in the description uh, so that people can get the book today. The book is available for free today only um, and they can get the ebook form of it. Um, today's our journey towards making this book a bestseller. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, and I think a lot of people, I don't think I know, um, a lot of people are excited as well. I've been getting a lot of people reaching out, hey, you know, this is a, um, you know, Tyler Perry should pick up this book. Uh, BET should pick up this book. And I think, you know, um, when we talk about African Americans, because everybody in is of color. And I think these are the stories that we need to be talking about, right? These are the stories that the world, not just the African-American community, but everyone should know some of the things that we go through in our everyday life. And it's so hard because not only are we trying to go to school, we're trying to better ourselves, but we also dealing with hypertension. We dealing with grief. We get, we dealing with loss. Some of our mothers, I mean, are working in my opinion, two, three jobs, just trying to make it work. And so when we're dealing with all of this stuff every single day, we need to come home and read something that's going to uplift us and normalize the issues, but also where it raise awareness. Absolutely. We all need to be on a journey towards wellness. And yeah. I think the book does a great job of uh, wherever you happen to be hurting, you can get some help for it. Yeah. 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 I complete, I completely agree. Um, and, and again, even though we're talking about some of these sensitive issues, the message that we want to send to everyone is that I don't care what's the color of your skin or what you're going through. We all bleed the same. You know, we hurt the same emotions. Our emotions, when they hurt, they hurt. When we're disappointed, we're disappointed. And we give some. That is so awesome. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that the more that we see our similarities. I saw a thing, it was actually, uh, you know, at a football game, you know, where they had no no people in the audience and it was, yeah. they were scanning through the crowd. And I loved this, um, what would you call it, banner that somebody had up that said, let's all be for each other. Yeah. I was like, wow, you know that, I even tweeted it to a friend of mine. I said, you know, Cece, this is the phrase that we yeah. all need to just latch on to and, and really, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Do you really know anybody, regardless of the tone of their skin, that really is really that significantly different from you? That doesn't have hurts and struggles and pains and stuff that they're wrong at and stuff that they're good at. And, you know, I mean, just yeah. people, right? It's just, just people. And in the book, um, I'm Jews just talk about her experience with racism and, you know, I really didn't experience racism until, you know, the last president was in office. Like, I've never experienced it, and experienced it until recently. I was just raised in a family, uh, which I was raised in Miami. We were surrounded by all different religions and cultures and ethnicity. And my mom made it to her, her point to make sure we interacted with everybody. And she sat down and she explained things to us. And she used to actually take us and we used to feed the homeless people at the liquor store. We used to she used to give us these little lessons, man. And so like all of my life, I've just been a helper due to my mom. And she taught us the importance of just loving people. And so I brought that into my adult life. Sometimes it was beneficial and it helped me. Sometimes it didn't help me, though, because there are people that don't think like me. You know, they're in it for what is 
something that they are looking for, right? And so they become selfish. And sometimes when we become selfish in that way, we don't care who we hurt. But when we realize that my love is the love of someone else and someone can actually utilize that love, then we have a world in which we can just, just love together and support each other the best way we know how to. Kudos to your mom. I can't think of anything better than just taking each moment and learning from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good stuff happens, bad stuff happens, but what we can learn from it is, is so that that's so awesome. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I'm the weirdo, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that was the only white broadcaster at a black gospel radio station. So, you know, I, I've been on the other side of the, I was so blessed because they just let me in and I was just one of the family. Um, I got that's awesome, man. Curtain, you know, in ways that sometimes don't happen for people, you know, not because of any kind of racism thing, but just because, you know, you don't get into people's families like that sometimes. And it was really, it was such a blessing. Um, yeah, it, it, it really is, man. And when you are able just, just to be genuine and authentically yourself, it is the most liberating thing when you can just show up and just be you. And I don't think sometimes the world in which we live in support that. And I tell everybody um, that I come across, be who you are born to be. That's your birthright. Stop. You know, and I have nothing against, you know, the Beyonce's and the Jay-Z's and, you know, they doing their thing. They have made their market and they actually open doors for a whole lot of us. Um, but you just need to just be you. Now, let them inspire you if you want them to be a role model. I completely understand that. But there's something special about you. There's something special about the day you were born, the minute you were born, the second you were birthed. There's something special about that and there's value to that. And I think a lot of times we forget that. So understand who you are, what you are and what you're becoming, because that's the very thing is just going to open the door for you. I love it. See, I told you guys, this book is so amazing. Love's Pursued. It's going to touch on all the aspects of your life and you can get it today for free. So um, give us just a little taste of what a person might uh, might experience if they're reading the book. <laughs> I'm going to say brace yourself. I'm laughing. I'm going to say brace yourself, right? Because even the people that contribute the book, it was, and they was having these cathartic moments, right? And it was liberating. They There are times when they cried. There are times when I cried. And so there are going to be some moments where you're going to laugh. There are going to be some times where you're going to cry. And so I'm going to just encourage you to really just be prepared, be ready to create a foundation, not to say that you don't have a foundation, because I think most of us understand and, and may have a why, but we may not always know what that why is. So this book is going to get you to your why that once you reach your why is going to get you to your how to. All right. And so we're going to we're going to be digging up some dirt. And so you have to be ready and prepared to dig up the dirt. And so with that said, just make sure you have a box of tissue um, because it's going to get you some, some rough things in your life. I love it. I hope you will go to that link and get the book today for free. Of course, it's always going to be available, but today it's available for free um, yeah. all over the entire world. Um, you know, DB, I'm just I'm so honored to be part of this project with you and looking forward to uh, looking at stats all day long and watching people get a copy of the book. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for supporting me um, in this and believing in my project because um, I, I truly believe you take on projects in which you believe in. And so when someone is able to believe in me and my project, that's just validation. You know, I just have to show up and do the work um, and sit back and watch for the results. Perfect. Well, um, DB, let people know how they can follow you if, um, you know, if they'd like to go deeper with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can follow me on any social media platform at Love's Pursuit ATL. So it's L-O-V-E-S-P-U-R-S-U-I-T-A-T-L. ATL is short for Atlanta. Um, you can also follow me on Love's Pursuit atl.net. So everything is love pursuit here, ATL, uh, with DB Marshall at the website is .net. And I just encourage and motivate you to just share the wealth because I know for a fact that this book is going to bless somebody in your circle. Perfect. Well, DB, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you. Have a good one. To pursue love, to pursue our life, 
to take the journey of our life, the journey to wellness, to being mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally whole in every aspect of our life to live as a thriving entrepreneur. What a wonderful pursuit that is and what a wonderful way to love ourselves and to grow and to be the best version of who we are in this world. I hope that you learned some really great things from that so that you can take the journey of your own life and you can live your own life as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. So in the first and second segments, we were talking about taking the journey about how to embrace life, how to journey to wellness, how to really release the things that we shouldn't be worrying about anyway, and really take the journey, really embrace the opportunity, be the best version of ourselves. So I thought it would be good to finish off this episode by giving you a little bit of tips on some new approach to how you can win the pitch with a new client and bring on new clients into your business. Join me in welcoming Shannon Lee. Hey, Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm great. Nice to be with you, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Sure, you bet. So uh, professionally, I'm the director of coaching for Win Without Pitching, and we help creative professionals have more fun and feel more comfortable selling, which is not typically a natural thing for somebody who is a creative professional. Okay. So what do you mean by win and uh, all the rest of it? Yeah. Win without pitching is a philosophy and a framework for selling ideas and services versus selling a product. It really sees that business owner, that creative professional, taking an expert positioning, being uniquely um, differentiated, and taking a lead during a sales conversation to really direct that client to be in terms of what it's going to be like to work together, how they might help, how they might really carve out a lot of value and bring great outcomes for that client to be, and then price things appropriately based on value so that there's fair compensation and everybody's feeling good about engaging together. So what would you say is a significant differentiator between without pitching and just a typical sales pitch? Yeah. Typically, sales pitches see um, that person, that agency, that firm who's being considered in this vendor role, this uh, order taker role where they're being asked to like force themselves through the buyer's process and kind of 
jump and dance and, and do all the dog and pony show and, and prove themselves before they're hired, maybe do work for free actually to prove themselves. Our approach is really one of coming at your offering through a place of expertise where you're proving through your thought leadership and you're proving through work and case stories on your website and through conversations that you can help a client achieve a vision, um, but it's got to be something that you enter into together and you both see a fit for it before you decide to take a next step together. So it, it sees that, that agency being as selective about the client as the client is being about them. So you are kind of matchmaking people to people that they need to talk to. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that's, that's one way to look at it, right? These, our clients are, are doing the hard work of putting their thought leadership out there just like you do with your podcast to share more about who they are and what they believe and how they approach the work with the goal of attracting that client who sees them as an expert and wants them to be that, that practitioner and that expert guide and wants them to really lead and create a better future for whatever the initiative is, whether it's building a website or creating a new brand or launching a new product. So when a person comes to you, they've already gotten to a certain place of creating their, their brand, their this is who I am, they just simply need to be introduced or do you help them from the beginning to really learn how to be able to better express who they are to the world? We help them in the beginning do just that positioning, help them do a better job of talking about you know, who they help and how they help. So their market and their discipline and really build out their unique perspective on how they approach the work. And then we help them build a marketing plan to understand how to attract the right kinds of prospects and potential clients. And then we help them guide a, a more effective and kind of conversational and helpful type of approach to the sales process so that it really allows for both parties to get to know each other and dig into desired future state and outcomes and really be clear and upfront about who's the team that's gonna be involved in making the decision. Let's, let's have the conversation about money in a comfortable and transparent way and let's facilitate a close if there's a fit versus letting it drag on and maybe going dark, which can sometimes happen in this situation. So we bring the framework and then it's up to them to go execute it and, and find those, those prospects. And is the framework, uh, you know, like systems, different CMSs and things like that, that you also introduce to them, or is it just really more understanding those different elements of it? It's, it's more of a sales framework. So it's, it's process and discipline around how you guide a sales conversation. It's process and discipline around building a marketing plan and executing on it, which sometimes can mean they need to choose a, a tool, a technology tool like a CRM, and we can give some advice, but that's, that's really on them to find the best one for them. Um, and it's a, it's a process for really helping to shift behavior and mindset in your business. If you've typically been uncomfortable selling or don't feel like you have the right to be at the table and ask for the kind of money that you're worth, right? So we help with a lot of that psychology around the sale as well and build confidence. Mm. Asking what you're worth is such a big one. Yeah. So many people struggle with that. How do you help a person, um, you know, especially when you're talking about a service that's, um, you know, like coaching is a perfect example where it's, it's that person's time is it necessarily a hard cost? How do you help them wrap their mind around what they're really worth? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and for us, it really starts with how you position yourself to the world and, and specializing. We really believe that there is a case to be made for specialization and in order to really differentiate yourself and be seen as different, it comes through specialization. So for us, we're, I'm a coach, but I coach specifically creative professionals through sales training. And that's what actually brings um, the power in the sales, so to speak. It's not that the client has money to spend. It's that 
it's the availability of options and being seen as meaningfully different. So we start with positioning. We help people get their story in order and, and articulate a lot of times what's already in their head, but they need help pulling it out and documenting it and codifying it and sharing it with the rest of their team so that everybody's marching from the same place. So that's the first step in really feeling good about what you offer. Mm, that's good stuff. So, uh, you know, and by the way, thank you for actually using the word sales. So many sure. sales trainers <laughs> uh, will do anything in their entire pitch to not actually use the word sale. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so true. And and we get it. Our, our clients would probably prefer we use business development. And I used to be like that when I was selling for agencies. I used to feel like business development somehow elevated me. But, you know, through this this approach, I've really come to love and respect selling. And I think it's noble if you approach it from a place of you're there to help. You're there to create as much value for that client to be as possible. And you're not there to convince them of anything. You really have no business of convincing anyone of anything ever. That makes a lot of sense. So with all the clients you've worked with, um, a lot of them, they're not growing. They're not closing sales because of an internal resistance. Mm -hmm. And I know there's lots of them, but what is the biggest one you see comes up for people a lot? Honestly, it's fear of talking about money. And so they leave it until the very end only to find out that there really isn't a budget there that they can work with. That's a big one. Oh, that's such a great discussion that Man, we could have done a whole show just on that. Yeah. Uh, when do you introduce the price? Um, so when do you, or how do you even know when you should begin to start talking price to people? It starts in that very first conversation, what we call the qualifying conversation, when you're vetting that, that lead to see if there's a real opportunity. And you do it through the use of, you know, questions like, have you allocated funds for this initiative? Or I want to let you know that we have a minimum level of engagement of $100,000 in the first year we work together. Or I should tell you, just so that you know, and we're on the same page, that you know, for clients like you, for projects like this, it could look like a range of $100,000 on the high end and $50,000 on the low end. Are you ready to make that kind of investment? Well, I like that. I'm going to steal that phrase. Yeah. We need to have a, how did you say that? We need to have a hundred thousand for the, say that again. So, that we, have, so, yeah. so we, we have um, a minimum level of engagement that I wanted to tell you about. And that is typically a hundred thousand dollars in the first year of working together. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that's recorded. I've got to, I've got to start <laughs> weaving that into it's a Not good a, one. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And you're really just in that first call, just trying to see if you're on the same page with budget. You're not trying to get somebody to commit right then and there. It's just, are we on the same page? Does it make sense to keep talking? So, and we're going to talk in a minute here about how people can connect and go deeper with you. But if a person's listening and they've been resistant to what we've been talking about here, what could they do right now, just outside of working with you, what could they do right now to begin to up-level themselves? Well, I think a lot of times it has to do with your motivational makeup. And so it, it's good to just have some self-examination of, do I have the need to win? Is that what motivates me to sometimes maybe behave badly in the sale? Or do I have the need to make friends? And so in the sale, I do everything to make everybody happy and I give a lot of concessions. Like what is your motivator that can cause you to have some bad habits in a sales conversation? Identifying that and naming that and owning that can be a really good first step in understanding kind of your relationship with money and, and the psychology about it in the sale. That's good. I like that. So for a person who wants to go deeper, who needs to work with you, let's first uh, tell them in order to work with you, they need to be in what kind of a level, both in their business or as, as well as expectation and working with you. Yeah, we our sweet spot is really that small to medium sized independent 
independently owned creative firm. And the key there is independently owned. Like that, that independent owner has the ability to make change happen versus a big holding company. And so it tends to be, you know, that, that size of agency. And they can come in through the door of sales if they want to start with sales training, or they can come in through the door of positioning if they need help doing a better job of differentiating their firm. It always does come back to positioning, though, I will say. If they haven't done that work, eventually they're going to need to do that because in order for our approach to work and to really be the expert and lead in the sale, you have to be seen as meaningfully different. So for somebody that does want to go deeper with you, um, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, they can go to winwithoutpitching.com. And there's lots of information on there about the boot camps we offer, the workshops. There's lots of great thought leadership. And there's a little information form you can fill out and we can have a conversation to see where we might be able to help and what the best entry point is. Perfect. Well, Shannon, I really appreciate you spending some time with us on the show here today. Yeah, Steve, it was great to talk to you. Thank you. I hope that I gave you some really great information to kind of end things off on a note of something that you can really take action on in your life, in your business. What I want you to embrace more than anything else is taking the journey, really accepting the responsibility, the right, the privilege to be able to embrace your own life, to be the best you that you can be, to really journey on powerfully and take the journey of your life. All too often, you find when you're speaking to an older person in a nursing home or things like that, they will tell you about the things that they do regret. None of them regret loving too much. None of them have regrets over giving too much, of being passionate about things. Now is the time for us to live, no matter what age we are. And most of them, even at, at you know an older age with potentially reduced uh, mobility, will tell you now is the time to embrace life, that they are going to suck the juice out of every last second of their life. Don't give up. Don't take a day off. That doesn't mean that you can't rest. You can be the best version of yourself having a whole day that's nap day. That's not a problem at all. The point is maximizing while it's called today the fact that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. You're not an accident. You're not here for no purpose at all. You're not just here to, you know, balance out the oxygen and carbon dioxide ratio in the world. Oh no, you have a purpose. There is a plan for you. There is a reason that you were placed on this planet. You are worth it. You are worthy. You are the precious gem of creation. And no matter how dark things may get, no matter how rough it may be in a particular moment, I need you to understand and know that you have got what it takes, that you are a winner, that you are powerful, that you are a thriving entrepreneur. Accept that. Embrace that. And then in your own life, take the journey. Do it. Do it fully and wholly, maximizing while it's called today, being the best you that you can be as you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you are happy, safe, warm, and loved, and that you have an incredibly amazing, great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-